Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the Eagle Hour. We're broadcasting live this afternoon in Ellisville, Mississippi at Wally Forestry. I want to thank them for hosting the JT Show earlier and now us. Also, before we get started, guys, we want to thank uh, Hog Heaven Barbecue. Kelly Santer, how good was that food? It was pretty good, Bob. I got to tell you, really, really good. Mm-hmm. So we're at Wally Forestry, Ellisville, Mississippi. Glad to be here. Do want to thank uh, uh, the great folks over there at uh, Hog Heaven for catering today's event. Uh, we've had a great time. Looking forward to broadcasting uh, the Friday edition of the Eagle Hour from this fine place. We're going to get right to it. We've got Chris Robinson, Associate Athletic Director and National champion softball coach with us today, Kelly. From Jones. From Jones College. We're looking forward to that. Jamie Wally's going to join us a little later in the show. And right now, though, we've got a guy that we've been talking about a lot over the last couple of weeks, actually, a legend in uh, Southern Miss baseball. Fred Cooley joins us, a man that hit 45 home runs, 230 hits, and 191 RBIs in three seasons at Southern Miss. And 32 home runs in professional baseball. And i got to tell you something, uh, Mr. Cooley. I told this story on the air the other day. A couple of years ago, I was at a baseball game. We had about 45 minutes before the game. There was a couple of elderly guys sitting in front of me that I had been told had been coming to Southern Miss Baseball from the start. So I went down and started talking to them, and I asked the question, who was the greatest hitter you ever saw? And before I finished the sentence, they both said Fred Cooley, and one said you hit a home run so far over the left field wall that he thought it might still be rolling. I don't know about that. I, <laughs> I asked what the official what the official distance was or whatever, and all I keep hearing is, well, it was at least to Fourth Street or Seventh Street, right? You know, which is of course way beyond the left field wall. You so. have the reputation of being the biggest long ball hitter in the history of Southern Miss baseball. I like I said, I don't know anything about that. I just. Swung hard in case I hit it. When I did, I just ran. I didn't watch anything. So. <laughs> and of course, Fred Cooley is is the son of of the legendary uh, Sim Cooley, who was longtime football coach at uh, Jones Junior College at the time. And we lost Coach Cooley back in 2006. And Fred, I was interested in one of the things that you said. You were never into grandstanding or showboating when you hit home runs, and you said that was for your own personal safety. That's right. That's my own protection because Sim Cooley would have. Uh, Put one on my butt if I'd got home, no matter how old I was. He, in fact, my first home run I ever hit when I was, I think I was nine years old. I was so happy I put my arms up in the air when I rounded first base when I got home that night. I got a good beating. So. <laughs> nope. I learned real early not to do that. <laughs> so you're not going to grandstand or I'm not going to do that, no matter how old I was. So what? So what is what is the key, or what was the key? And I'm sure you've been asked this a hundred times. The key to hitting at that level. Were you strictly a fastball hitter? Tell us about I'd your approach. Rather, I would have much rather seen the fastball than the curveball, I'll be honest with you. Uh, it didn't matter if you was throwing 85 to 95 or whatever. I was okay with the fastballs when it started spinning, but I didn't want to see it. 
but uh, had learned to adjust to it because I saw a lot of breaking balls throughout the years. So. Dead pull hitter? No. No, I was left center to right center. If I ever got to where I was dead pull hitter, then I knew I was fixing to hit a slump. Uh, just I, that meant I was pulling off the ball. I wanted, like I said, I wanted to focus from left center to right center. Up to my, when I was going my best, that was what I was doing. You guys either tend to hit home runs mm-hmm. or they tend to strike out. You know, I'm sure one of the goals you probably had was not you wanted to be a hitter for average as well as power, yes? I did. I wanted to hit for average too, but I, I sure had my share of strikeouts. So uh, kind of a give and take. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to average. I want to be no more than just a power hitter. I want to be a, you know, all-around hitter. The, the fact that your dad was such a good football coach and, and achieved at such a high level that he coached at, but yet you – wound up going the baseball route how much did sim cooley know about baseball well funny story that you asked that uh, when i was a senior in high school i did sign football with jones and that was what i was going to do and then i started getting more interest in baseball from some schools and coach dance down at southern offered me and uh had some more offers and I really wanted to do baseball because that was my first love uh didn't really didn't have a lot of success doing football in high school so Kind of one of those things that you didn't, you know, if you don't have success at it, you don't like it as much as you do in another sport where you do have success. But anyway, I'd sign with Jones. When Coach Dents would come in trying to sign me, he, he, his, what he was trying to uh, get all of us to understand is he wanted to build the program. And he needed a good recruiting class to come in and get things going in the right direction. And uh, so I signed baseball, and, of course, now Sim Cooter's mad at me. But my mother was ecstatic because she she, had, she couldn't stand football, especially her own children playing it because of the uh, roughness of it. So she was happy. Daddy was mad. And uh, long story short, I stayed the fall semester at Southern, and I realized I had some unfinished business, and that's when I transferred back to Jones at Christmas. And I came back home and played uh, two seasons football for him and one year baseball. So he was happy and mom was mad so yeah, either way you were in trouble i was in trouble Fred, uh, talk to us uh, you you mentioned uh hill denson mm-hmm. what would you learn from hill denson that he had a vision for baseball and he had a vision for where he wanted usm's program to get to um i was telling luke earlier that when i first went down there in 84 we had a chain link fence for an outfield fence had one uh, batting cage behind the center field fence that had holes all in it. That was it. And uh, which I know the ones that came before me probably sitting there said, well, I had to play on the football practice field. You know, at least it was better than that. But by the time I left in 89, we had the outfield wall. We had the uh, tunnel down the left field line down there with the batting tunnels with the uh, pitching rubber where you line up where everybody gets loose, the pitcher. And they were in the process of getting a grandstand built. So in those five years, it had gone from a chain link fence to kind of similar to what it looks like now. And now they're putting a million and a half dollar surface on the baseball complex as we speak. When you go there now and you look at Pete Taylor Park, what do you think? I think this is what it should have been all along. I think it's finally getting to the where it needs to be uh, so that you can get the recruiting base to come in and not just because, you know, all these people think they have to play SEC, they don't have to just play SEC. They can come to USM and play baseball and be just as good. Mm-hmm. And it, it's exciting to see. I'm proud for it. And like I was telling Luke a while ago, you know, no telling how much, uh, how much money they've lost throughout the years. 
that they could be saving on now that they're getting this right. start. And how I many mean, hours of work right, are going right. on? I mean, you got, you know, the times you're going to not have, have a rain out. Now you can play. But the funny story was we got a the first tarp donated by Stokes Distributing when I was there, and we spent one whole practice learning how to put it on and take it off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but every time it rained, it didn't matter how much it rained, we were gonna play that day. Right. So we did play, and it'd be about ankle deep in the outfit, but we were gonna play. <laughs> now, before we run out of time, we do have a voice from the past that's on the show. Uh, we haven't seen him in a month. Uh, he looks like he's healthy and doing good. No Zika viruses or anything. And we're we're glad to welcome Luke Johnson back to the. Eagle good to be here. And, and you you served me a hog heaven my first uh, yeah. first yeah. lunch Only back. I appreciate you, that. Yeah, Fred Cooley comes on. What a day to come back. So, Fred, you got drafted twice. Yeah. What brought you back for the 89 season? Uh, I didn't think I was ready. I didn't think I was ready to sign yet. Uh, and Atlanta had drafted me as a pitcher my junior year. And I'd already had one elbow surgery. I had, no, I'm sorry, I had two elbow surgeries and we needed a third. And I just never felt like pitching was going to be where I was going to make my money if I ever made it to pro ball. And, but I just felt like I wasn't ready, and um, I decided to come back. And sure enough, two weeks before the season started, my arm kind of gave out on me. Couldn't pitch anymore. So next year, I get drafted as a first baseman by the A's. And that '89 season, the record still holds 23 home runs. That was a. Uh, did, did you get just the whole season? It was feeling it. Did you get in a groove early on? You said you knew this was going to be a big season. Uh, number should have been a lot higher than 23. I just I felt like there was a lot of. Uh, swings that I had a lot of times, I, you know, pitches that I saw the ball better that I should have probably hit out. But, you know, 23 is still a good number. And like I said, I mean, I know it's been tied a few times since then. Um, but, you know, I'm proud of it. And, I, you know, the record's there to be broken. And, you know, I don't have any problem. People ask, don't you get upset when, you, when your record's just broke? I don't. It's been 30 years since I played, so. Records are gonna be. Broken. Did you ever? Did you ever raise those arms again after no, after that? No, no, that no never that did. Happened. It didn't matter how old I was. Sam Cooley would have put his board on my butt. So the other night in the World Series, when you had players from each team hit a home run, take the bat all the way to first base and drop it at first base, you would have never thought about doing that. No, because when uh, next time you come up, it didn't matter where it was and when it was, you was gonna get one in the ear hole when I played. <laughs> <laughs> Fred Cooley, everybody, we sure thank you for coming and being on the thank show. You. We're, we're, we're looking forward to having you here. And uh, we talk a lot about you on the Eagle Hours. Is that okay if we continue doing that? I'd be fine with me. All right. The great Fred Cooley, everybody, on the Eagle Hour. When we come back, we've got a coach that knows what it's like to win a national championship, and we'll talk to him next. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. 
Welcome back, everybody. Glad you're with us around the state this afternoon. We're broadcasting the show today from Wally Forestry in Ellisville, Mississippi. We've just followed up the JT show. JT, Scary Gary here. Uh, we've had the whole crew here today. Great food. And uh, we've just had a really good time. I want to thank uh, Jamie Wally and Mr. Wally for allowing us to uh, do the show here from uh, their facility in Ellisville. Also, I want to thank Campus Bookmart for their sponsorship for the show. Great time now to uh, start doing some Christmas shopping. you got a Golden Eagle on your Christmas list. Obviously, you want to go to Campus Bookmart. Other parts of the state listening in this afternoon, you could go to campusbookmart.net. Our next guest is a good friend of the radio station. Great relationship between uh, Super Talk and Jones College and a great relationship between Southern Miss and Jones College. A man that knows a lot about it is with us here, Chris Robinson, the Associate Athletic Director uh, and uh, and uh, softball coach. And I can't let this go without saying national champion softball. We're going to have a World Series champion on the show next week, and we've got a national champion coach on the show this week. We're getting up there. We're getting up, Chris. <laughs> well, with Dozier you are. I don't know about me, but <laughs> with Dozier you definitely are. Great, great history and connection between Jones and Southern Miss. It's almost been a pipeline of baseball players i know kids from every sport uh, have have gone from jones uh, to southern miss talk a little bit about about that relationship you know i i think one of the biggest things is we're so close to one another i mean you think 20 miles up the road or down the road whichever where you're coming from uh you know and, and we're right there and so we get a chance to see them they get a chance to see us and and the more times I know in the in the recruiting side of it, the more times that I can set my eyes on kids and see how they're doing in, in a live situation, the better off that, that I feel about offering them a scholarship. And I'm sure Southern Miss is the same way when they can come up and see our kids. And we've had several kids go on down to Hattiesburg and have successful careers there. So when you've won a national championship in softball the way you have, I would think, that's a game changer in recruiting. It is. I mean, especially being the first one in the state of Mississippi. And so, uh, which softball really in the state of Mississippi is still kind of somewhat an infant sport. It's only been, it's been playing in fast pitch for less than 20 years. And so you get, you know, with Texas and Arizona and, and, and Iowa and, and California and all those states over there playing for, for you know, since the 60s and 70s, for us to go in there and have the success we've had, uh, and really our state as a whole says a lot about the type of, of student athletes that are coming to the Mississippi schools, whether it be junior college or four-year schools. One softball headline that has been on the front pages this week, Chris, was that the Mississippi High School Activities Association has indeed voted to disband slow-pitch softball. Slow-pitch softball is being shelved now forever. What impact, if any, will that have on recruiting? I don't think recruiting aspect of it, it will have an impact. I think what it does, and I know a lot of the coaches that wanted to keep it sees it as an extra chance to get out there and work on the craft year round, you know. And so now they're not allowed to do that anymore because, of course, we've we've dropped the sport. So I can see both sides uh, of it. I can see the wanting to do away with it. I can see the wanting to keep it. Uh, you know, we're not going to go out and, and make a scholarship offer on a kid that you know that strictly off of watching a slow pitch game. But I can go out there and see what kind of athleticism the child has or, you know, how well, how good a glove work that they, they can well, do. Here's one thing I would say, too. I, kids that play competitive slow-pitch softball, you got to have defensive players on the team because everybody's hitting 
balls hard at kids playing defense. Right, you, you do, and, and they, most of those kids would be middle infielders or outfielders because that's where probably more of the action kind of lays, you know, takes place at. But it'll be an interesting change. You know, volleyball has just been a tremendous, you know, influx into like our in the Pine Belt area with Jones County Schools, uh, you know, here in here in Ellisville. You know, starting at South Jones, and and so now I know that's going to probably be your next biggest sport that's going to kind of bust on the scene uh, in, in the Mississippi High School Activities Association. Is it reasonable, Chris, then, to assume that most of the young ladies that played slow pitch also play fast pitch? Yes, I, I would think so. A lot of coaches, you know, they they ask for them to play both sports just because they get a chance to work with them all year. I mean, if you think about it, you know, Mississippi High School, and I wish they would change this rule, and I don't know how they're you know how they're going to do it. They need to. To start the fast pitch season, you can't start after school practice until February 1st. Well, you're playing games like the 19th or 20th. It doesn't give these kids a whole lot of time. And you take, for instance, some of these schools that are not on a block schedule, they have 50 minutes, and that's it. So by the time they get them down there, get them dressed, you got time to do some stretching, and then you got to get them back up to, to, to the next class. Whereas these kids are on a block schedule, some of these schools, so they got 90 minutes with them. So they need to change that rule, in my opinion, and, and get – let them start earlier so they can start some after-school stuff. And with the MHSAA uh, sending sending slow pitch to the back burner, this you'll have to answer with your athletic director hat okay. now. Uh, volleyball. I know Pearl River has added volleyball. Itawamba, I believe, has just announced that they're adding volleyball northeast perhaps. But I think Pearl River, and correct me if I'm wrong, this might be the first year that, that, that any of the, of right. the MACJC teams have had volleyball. Right. So is it reasonable to assume that that, that, that is being – Pondered at that, Jones? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's being pondered at Jones. I mean, we're looking at all avenues to start it. And I know, you know, I have a daughter that is a sophomore at South Jones, at, and she is ate up with volleyball. So, me personally, I hope we, you know, we end up doing it. But, uh, but I think that's something that is being pondered at Jones. Uh, uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, looking at it very closely, and I think, you know, before it's too long, that you'll start seeing it pop up all over the state as far as from a community college system. Because other, other than other than scholarships, you guys, I wouldn't think that volleyball would be a very expensive sport. It's probably not. When you think of scholarships and salaries and stuff like that, then, you know, coaches' salaries, and you know, it can get, it can get, you know, plus the biggest thing probably is, is I know that's something that we're talking about is, is you know, you've got, if you do it in, in A.B. Howard Gymnasium where you've got three sports that are practicing with men's, women's basketball plus volleyball, you know, where where do you – Facility-wise. Facility-wise, yeah. I think that's probably the biggest thing. Pearl River got very, very fortunate because when Katrina hit, you know, they just refurbished what, what I call when I was down there the old hot box, you know. And so they put it – the Shivers Gym, I think, is what it's called. So they had that ready for basketball season, and so they just had a workable facility. Right right when they wanted to start it to where it doesn't bother the MRI, you know, White Coliseum. Uh, we had a all-softball, Southern Miss softball show uh, back in September, and, and whenever Southern Miss hired their new staff, you and I had a, a conversation about that. Uh, Brian LeVan is, is set up. I mean, he brought brought in Mulvaney, uh, Devin Lowe, who was one of the best pitchers in D1. You were really high on this staff when you heard the, the hire. Oh, yeah, I think it's a great hire. I think it's uh, – you know, in the job, I'll say this, in the job that Wendy Hogue did when she was there, you know, to bring in a lot of the Mississippi kids, I mean, that was our first time we've ever gotten kids to play at Southern Miss from Jones, you know, and, and so with Tori Dew and Lauren Holyfield and Bailey Stokes. And so with Coach Levin and them coming in, I, I just think they're going to do a tremendous job. She she left them she left them in a pretty good situation, uh, so I know they're going to do really really well. Mark Mulvaney's a guy that you know, yep. uh, because I, everybody knew him because he was in charge. How, I, I can't I can't remember a hire 
where as an assistant coach, the guy who has every connection in every yes. school for recruiting. I mean, that's huge for Southern Miss. Oh, football. there's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, hired Mulvaney. That was that was a big trendsetter there because he's going to be able to do things to reach out and find, you know, as they say, shake the tree and see what falls out. Well, he's already knows what's in the tree, you know, and so he's going to do a tremendous job in that. And, and Coach Lowe, I mean, that, you know, we played against her in the fall game a couple of years ago. I think we bled a hit over the shortstop's head in five innings, and that was all we got. She punched us out about 12 times. I mean, it was just just an incredible job, and I know she's going to relate that to her instructing now. And uh, the sky's the limit for that program. I look forward to watching them play. You guys have been practicing all fall. Bob Harrington's been there with you uh, really the whole time. Tori Dew back on staff, former Southern Miss softball player. She's back on staff for her uh, – for her second year, um, it's shaping up. You know, spring's going to get here quick, Coach. It, it is. And so we just finished up last Sunday uh, playing up in Oxford, played Ole Miss and Delta State, and uh, had, a, had a pretty decent showing up there. And so it, it was a good chance for our kids to kind of see where they're wanting to be and where they are right now. And so, uh, you know, just kind of we've been kind of waiting for this class to get here. We think it's a pretty special class to go along with what's already here. Uh, and actually, today is National Signing Day for every sport but football in the community college system. So uh, we're we're adding some 2020 Bobcats to the, to the list, and so really excited about the future of the program and kind of where it's been and where it's going. And, 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 and you know, I just can't do it without Bob Harrington or Tori Duke. It's always been the case in soccer and now baseball uh, with the, the travel ball syndrome or whatever you want to call it, where these kids have been playing travel ball since they were four or five years old. We mentioned soccer and baseball. Also the case, Chris, with softball? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we, we probably sign the majority of our kids from the travel ball circuit. I mean, just being able to see them. Because you get to see so many in one spot, in one location. As tomorrow, we'll be in Brandon at the NFA uh, thing. There's probably 60 teams there. Wow. And we're going to get a chance to see a lot of softball over the next two days. And a lot of kids that we've either A, are signing B, we have our eyes on, or, or, or C, you know, uh, uh, we're we're going to be hopefully recruiting them in the future. Chris Robinson is the assistant athletic director at Jones College and a national champion softball coach. That must feel good when you hear that. Does you ever get tired of hearing that? I, you know, it's I enjoy it. I, I, I was so happy for the kids. I mean, that, that's the thing. They, that particular bunch of sophomores had gotten beat the year before on a walk-off squeeze bunt. And so for them to go out there and do it the next year, it was so special. As as his pastor, <laughs> he's never won the national championship ring on Sunday morning. I'll tell him. I'll yeah, I've never much. done that. So. <laughs> Chris, thank you for being on the show. Thank you all so much for having us. We appreciate, appreciate everything you, you guys do for Jones College yeah, in Southern and I, Miss. And I think we're supposed to say, Bob, too, that he deserves a raise. Isn't that, Chris, what we were supposed to that, say? That, <laughs> we'll Dr. Smith, <laughs> make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Chris Robinson, everybody, on the Eagle Hour, broadcasting from Wally Forestries in Ellisville, and we'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back. We're at Wally Forestry's in Ellisville, Mississippi. JT was here earlier today. We've had a great turnout of people here today. Great food. Just been a good afternoon. 
And uh, we thank Jamie Wally and his dad, Mr. Uh, Wally, for allowing us to broadcast here all day, Kelly. It's been quite a quite a fun day. Yeah, and, and, and as beautiful as this facility is here, we moved it inside because we thought, you know, it was going to be rainy or whatever. But, uh, man, it would be nice to have it out in the parking lot today, wouldn't it have? And just as Kelly and I got through eating lunch today, this stranger walked up in the building, a guy that it took us a minute to recognize, but he's back. From uh, where have you been, Luke Johnson? Been in South Asia. Was in two countries. Was in India. Was in Nepal, and uh, ate a lot of rice yeah. over the last month. I noticed you tackled that American I, barbecue when you that, walked up um, That Hog Heaven didn't have a chance. <clears throat> I was in. Uh, I was in food heaven just a few minutes. Well, ago. the Eagles <laughs> ate a little rice last weekend. Well, <laughs> a they, little. That little. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I did. No, what I would do is. It's a ten and a half hour difference. Um, so if, if you're here, go back an hour and a half and swap the AM to PM, and you're there. So right now in India, it, it's literally midnight. So what I would do is I would wake up. It would be Sunday morning and if I had Wi-Fi, because a lot of times I don't have signal. Sometimes I'd find out like Monday or Tuesday, you know, whether we won or not. But I was able. The North Texas game was pretty cool because I was in a spot where I had internet, so I was able to like to listen. I, I I couldn't listen it, so I would just Twitter feed. I would. I followed Patrick McGee. I followed Southern Miss football. So I was laying in bed at 6.30 in the morning, dancing and stuff. Yeah. When well, I, I will tell you, Kelly and I watched that game together. That was the best game they played all year was the North Texas game. Yes. Yeah. It, was, it was a complete game. Uh, really kind of a quiet weekend coming up, you know, in, the, in yeah. college football. Louisiana Tech, I didn't have signal, so I found out probably the next day. and just went back and tried to watch through it a little bit. You know, we had chances. Then last week, I felt like they – I felt like I mean we won. You should be happy, and and you and we mentioned this. They you know Rice took La Tech to overtime. A win's a win. You just kind of felt like it was a little letdown after losing a La Tech the week before. But yeah. you got a week off. Yeah, but I also think you know Southern's just kind of a team that has that plays that plays up or plays down to the competition. You know, lots of times. Well, here's what I think's happened so far this year. I think they've lost the games everybody thought they were going to lose. They've won the games everybody thought they were going to win. There are four games left. We'll see, and and three of the four are pretty challenging games. And we'll just have to see how it plays out. And I'm owning it. I'm telling you, they are going to wallop. They are going to throttle. They are going to dismember UAB next week. I hope so. Uh, to me, uh, I was a little worried about the Western Kentucky game. Uh, FAU is the real deal. So FAU has merged. Um, and we're all Mean Green fans next week with, with La Tech you know, playing North Texas next week. But they really got to lose two. Right. You know, they got to yeah. lose two. Uh-huh. Here's what Patrick McGee predicted. How you feel about this? Southern Miss in the New Orleans Bowl against App- Appalachian State. Although App State lost last night to Georgia Southern. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, you, we could maybe play Arkansas State. That would be interesting. There'd be some Southern Miss yeah. ties there. How about the Bengals? We could play the Bengals and be heavily favored. <laughs> hey, I will. I will mention this quick before we get to picks. I am proud of my Saints. Oh, I'm they proud played of very sense. well. There's no question. But about they that. better not, nobody better be overlooking the 49ers, though, buddy. Here they Brother, come. Brother, you're not kidding you know, about that. The 49ers look like the best team in the league. Right. right. I hate well, to say it, but the second best team in the league right now. Behind Kelly, you know who? Kelly's favorite team, of course, is the best team in the league. The Patriots. Yeah, whatever. Have we got some college games to pick today? <laughs> yeah. Oh, and while you were gone too, uh, uh, Brian Dozier becomes the first Southern Miss alum to ever. Put a World Series ring on his finger. I was so proud of, of that. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't really follow. Uh, literally, I would just check some football scores. But man, when I saw what they did, and it was a tremendous series. I was hoping it would stretch to Game Seven. That way, I could watch. Or I mean, I'm. I'm I wish it had been delayed a, a few more days. But yeah, congrats to him. And and what do we? Brian Dozier's coming on the Eagle Hour next be week. With us next week. Yeah, he'll, he'll have a shirt on, Kelly. He talked about you and me. 
Dozier did. When Bob got him for the show, and he, Bob, Bob says, I'm on with Luke and Kelly. You know what Dozier said? What? Who are they? <laughs> Brian and I go way back. Okay? Okay. The, 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 when he was a freshman, I was one of those senior football players that he looked up to. He told me that, and then well, quickly he passed He did me. senior I, with I, the air quotes. So. I'm glad that it's over because I don't think I could have taken many more nights to 1130 at night <laughs> and having to get up and go to work the next morning. I mean, it got Great pretty rough. Class yeah, the while. people at Claiborne wanted to know what the heck was yeah, going were, on in your were, room. They were complaining. <laughs> they were complaining about the noise coming out of the room. <laughs> Things don't normally heat up at the Claiborne. Football picks. <laughs> Here we go. All right, what's our first game this week, Bob? Uh, Old Dominion is one and seven, and they're lousy. And Florida International is four and four, and Old Dominion is at Florida. Florida International. Panthers. I'll take Florida International. Florida. <laughs> Florida. Florida. Huh? That's why I have my own show. So now you guys know. Yeah, I think that's an easy pick. Uh, here's another easy one. Three and five, Texas San Antonio. Is it? And I didn't. Even, I didn't check their record at Texas A and M. Five and three. A uh, and M only a thirty-point favorite. Yeah, A and M. I think will win. You taking the points? Yes, I think A and M will cover that. You would take the points. Yeah. yeah. Even though Johnny Menzel will not be playing for Texas A and M, I'll right. I'll go with the Aggies. Five and three, Marshall. Is it zero and eight, Rice? You're closer than the experts think. That's a cross-country trip. Marshall should beat them pretty handily. But this, okay, so Marshall's only an 11-point favorite in this one. And it's because Rice has played the best two teams in the West extraordinarily well. Rice will lose on a field goal late. Marshall wins big. I'm going with the upset, fellas. No way. This is the week that Rice breaks through. They almost beat Louisiana Tech. They almost beat Southern Miss. He's a Redskins fan, man. They've got to win a game sooner or later. They're not the Bengals. I mean, they're going to win a game. We're trying so hard to keep kids off drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Just just say no. This show is recorded, and I'm holding you two to it come Monday. All right, three and five, Middle Tennessee is at three and five, Charlotte. This is the pillow fight of the week. Middle Tennessee. It's on the road. You guys laughed at me when I said Middle Tennessee would blow out FIU last week. And what happened? The Blue Raiders win big. Middle Tennessee. 51-13. Blue Raiders, they're hot right now. All right. 1-6 UTEP is at the most disappointing team in the conference this year, I think it's fair to say. 3-5 North Texas. Even though disappointed, Mason Fine still has 20 touchdowns. North Texas will win by three touchdowns. Agreed. I agree. UAB six and one guys six and one, which is Latin for overrated. Is at Tennessee. Let me go first. Tennessee—they're playing well right now. Mm-hmm. They really are. They beat Georgia, or not Georgia, but South Carolina. I think last week they're playing with confidence. Tennessee's going to beat a lot of teams right now. I'll take the Vols big. Tennessee will—they'll uh, cover twelve and a half point favorite. Yeah. And uh, they'll the, – UAB, gonna, UAB hasn't them. played anybody. Yeah. They're, they're going to get spanked at Knoxville this weekend and then come down here next week and get embarrassed. He, somebody from UAB, like, uh, ran over oh, his oh, cat oh, or something, did, man. Yeah, <laughs> stole his yeah. lunch, lunch pail or something. I don't know what they did. Eagles there. are going to lamb blast them wow. next week. Did you get enough to eat today, Kelly? There's more out there, buddy. Grumpy, I'm just wondering. No, there's more out there, too. Here's the best game of the week in the conference, guys. Five and three. Florida Atlantic, the lane train, is at 5-3 and three Western Kentucky. This is the best game of the week in the conference. It's a trap game for Florida Atlantic, but I think that they are the best team in the East right now. 
Uh, Western Kentucky's a one-point favorite, but I think Florida Atlantic will pull the upset. I think if you're, if you're a betting person, you put the mortgage on the lane train. I like the F- lane train. Yeah, FAU wins. I like the lane train. And they're getting points. Kelly yeah. believes the lane train will be the only team to beat the Golden Eagles the rest of the year, Luke. No, I said has the possibility of beating the Eagles. I didn't say they would. One thing, uh, UAB's not going to, based off his... His, uh, performance Have I told you what the Eagles segment. are going to do to UAB next week? <laughs> I think I've been here. Latin for yes. I've, I've been here all week yeah. myself. It made me want to go to India, actually. <laughs> okay, uh, we're going to switch off to the NFL. Uh, there's not a lot of action, to be honest with you, but Michael's Bears. Story of my life. Michael's Bears are floundering a bit, and they're at Philadelphia, Kelly. Oh, boy. And I know Coach Nagy says that you can't quit in the middle of the season, but the Eagles Eagles are playing well right now. And the Bears, the way they lost that game Eagles, on the last – look good. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Philly to win at home. Philly. I like that. So do you want to you give me some background here? You want to start singing the song as we introduce the next pick? Just the hail to what, the what was yeah. no? What are the Bills? What's their fight song? Is that what he's talking about? It, it's, it's called "We're Going to Stomp the Redskins." It's called "I'm Starting Josh Allen This Week," and he is a guarantee to score more than twenty points in fantasy football. The Washington. How are they? Okay, I've been out of the. I've been out of the hemisphere for the. How are they one in seven? Hey, the Redskins. Yes, they suck. They played the Dolphins. <laughs> Thank you. That's. I just wanted. To, I wanted to hear him say it. That's all I wanted him to hear. He said it. We don't say that word on the air. We don't say I, they. I, I'm sorry. They. <laughs> All right, boys, the Washington Redskins, beloved Burgundy and Gold, historic, iconic franchise. Who are they playing? That they are. The, the Bills literally, We're this is the, the best Buffalo Bills team Bills. in 20 years, man. At the Buffalo it's Bills. The, the Bills. I mean, Bills first string or? <laughs> it wouldn't matter. Josh Allen will throw for three touchdowns. I would take the Bills' third string over the Redskins. You know? <sighs> and the, but the Bengals won't lose now, this weekend. Now here's another one I want, to, I want you to get since you're back, Luke. Cincinnati is at open date. <laughs> Who do you like? Open date and a late field goal. <laughs> no, open, <laughs> what's, what's really sad is that open date is favored by a touchdown. <laughs> so, thank goodness the Bengals are open. Kelly, Kelly, Steve, and I, since you've been gone, have got in a dead-heated race for the first draft choice next year. So yeah. right, now, right now the Bengals are a little bit ahead. The yeah. race for Tua. Poor, and poor Tua, he's going, I've got a high ankle sprain. and <laughs> my, I have no future. I may go to Washington or Cincinnati. Where's the tallest bridge that we know of in this country? <laughs> you know. All right, that's this week's picks. Even though no one cares, we'll be right back with more of the Eagle Hour. To the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Back live at Wally Properties of Far Street in Ellisville, Mississippi. Eagle Hour on the road today. Luke, Bob, Kelly, Dalton, Brandon here, Sheila here, Todd Elsie here, Scary Gary here. Everybody's here. 
Glad uh, you're with us today. Golden Eagles off this weekend, went through their final practice of the week yesterday, and we'll take the weekend off to get, and before they get ready for uh, UAB. But there is some action going on. Final Southern Miss soccer game uh, at home today against Louisiana Tech at 3 p.m. So if you're in Hattiesburg, uh, stop by and honor uh, four seniors playing their last game um, for the Golden Eagles cross country at the uh, Conference USA Championships tomorrow up in Bowling Green. Uh, they, uh, the 5K women's race takes place at 10 a.m. And then tomorrow at 4 p.m., Joy Lee McNellis and her Lady Eagles start the 2019-2020 uh, season with an exhibition match at 4 p.m. against Spring Hill. All of that coming this weekend. So something for you to do Southern Miss Wise, even though there's no football. All right, John Dalton, Stanford Esquire, back at the First Bank studio. I want to thank First Bank for Sponsoring our studio broadcast, uh, he's uh, producing for, for us back in Hattiesburg, and Brandon Wallace is with us here on the road, so we have both of our millennial young producers <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, working today. Two millennials working at the same time. It's stunning development. Well, and the Ellisville Police Department... The Ellisville Police Department is taking an hour break because we have Scary Gary with us. Correct. Right, right, we've promised right, to keep right. him sequestered until uh, until they get done with their and lunch we break. We are at Wally Forestry uh, in Ellisville. I want to thank them very much for hosting all of us today. Uh, Rebecca Patrick is with us from uh, Wally, and thanks for putting up with Super Talk. Oh, it's been a great day. We've enjoyed it. Now you know what a zoo's like, right? Oh, I, I've known what I've known what a zoo is like. <laughs> well, I asked Rebecca earlier because the phone has just been going. It, it, it's I, been crazy today. I, yeah, I said, Rebecca, is it always like this? I, I think it's because Super Talk and Eagle uh, is here. Okay. Yeah, the Eagle Hour's here. Yeah. You know, I think it, that's it. You two guys know each other. I could tell when we came in. We do. We do. We we go like like Luke said earlier. We go way back. <laughs> We go way back, and that's the end of that. <laughs> we'll never tell. We'll never tell. That's right. Wally Forestry. I know you guys sell timber, you sell land, but what is forestry? What forestry services that you offer? The forestry services we offer. One of the things I've learned since I've been here. Now this is my second year here. I've, uh, as Kelly and I both know, my background is I retired from Jones County Junior College, so I've been here a couple of years. So I've learned a lot about. Uh, I thought it was kind of quiet behind these doors, and then I came in, and it's like, no, it's not what I thought. We broker and help people. We broker timber sales. So what that is is, you know, you've got a landowner, and a landowner, you know, you don't sell timber every day. You know, it takes 20, 30 years to, for that, that crop to mature. So people only do it once or twice in their lifetime. So you don't really get into a rhythm. So one of the things that we do is help people go through that process. If they have timber that they want to sell, um, we help that landowner go through that. We have people who go out and appraise their timber, and then we will actually bid it out for them and get them the best possible price on the bid process. So in a way, Rebecca, you guys are kind of like real estate agents exactly. for timber. Oh, yeah, and we do have a real estate side as well. We are Wally Forestry Incorporated, and we are Wally Properties, LLC. So we do have a real estate side, too. So if... If you go to our website, wallyproperties.com, you can see land for sale. If you want a piece of property that you want to hunt and camp on, guys, girls, you know, we all like to hunt, or most of us, a lot of us do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I see some hands going up. Yeah. You know, we have properties for sale. Most of them, the majority of them are in South Mississippi. So probably within about a 50 to 60 mile radius of, of Ellisville right now. Although we, we do have some stuff uh, closer to the coast. So is but, there always a lot of land for sale? 
Yeah, we we generally have a good inventory. You know, I mean, you know, 20, 20, 30 properties at a time. And you know the old adage, they're not making any more. They are not. That is exactly what my grandpa used to say. I ain't making no more. Right. (laughs) So So that's why. Get it while you can. And so when somebody decides, you know, we help people. uh, We we have a a lady right now that's probably going to be coming down from um, another state. Uh, that she's selling her family land because she's not here anymore. Mm-hmm. And and we, we only helped, helped another lady last year with the same situation over in Covington County. She lives in Florida. We helped her sell her land. You know, that's a big deal for people to trust somebody to sell the land that's been in your family for 50, 100, 150 well, years. Well, there's a lot of there are a lot of tax and you know a lot of tax things involved, a lot right. of financing things involved, and I'm sure you can direct. We can direct them to. We have the we have the personnel here that can help people navigate that process. And when you look at your entire portfolio, a lot of people just think of the stock market and things like that. Right. But we all know the stock market can be volatile. Probably the most uh, stable. Increasing in value, part of your portfolio would be land, mm-hmm. real estate, timber, all of that sort exactly. of thing. So if you can put some land and timber in your portfolio, it's recession-proof. I mean, you know in the long term it's Long term, it's good. Yes, it's good. Indeed. Yeah. So if people want to reach Wally Forestry, how do they do that? Well, if you want to check us out online, it's wallyproperties.com. And our phone number here is 601-477-3014. Okay. You going to take all this good food home with you? I, I think Jamie's kind of looking at it, too, so I don't yeah. know. We may have to split it. Can Watch. we give a shout-out to the Jones Bobcats for tonight? Anything you want to do. Tom- tomorrow. tomorrow. Right? Tom- they're, headed, they're headed to Northwest now, spend Alrighty. the night, so they're we'll on their way. We'll be leaving in the morning. That game will be on Super Talk Good Law deal. 99.3 tomorrow. Rebecca, thanks for having us. Well, thanks for having us, and thanks for being here. We'd love to have you. We've had a great time, and we appreciate your hospitality. We'll be back Monday, 1 o'clock. Until then, everybody, Southern Miss to to the the top. top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.